Welcome back to the podcast, Conversations with Jeff Bucknam. Dr. Jeff Bucknam is the lead pastor of vision and teaching at Harvest Bible Chapel in Chicagoland. And I'm your host, Tommy Kreitz. And we're going to have a conversation with someone today because we believe that everyone has a story. And uh, But before we get into that conversation, a little preamble ramble, if you will. You know, you like that? The pre-ramble. The pre-ramble. Love it. And uh, it's, Jeff, it's season five. We've it made is. it five whole seasons. It is. Got We're kind up. of shocked that we've been renewed. Yeah. You know what I mean? We've been picked up. It's a surprise to us every yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. It is a surprise to us. But now we're we're starting to, I mean, this is like. They're like, do, do you want to do another another season? Uh, yeah. Okay. Right. Sure. <laughs> if you keep asking, we'll keep going. You know, that's kind of the. Give the people what they want. Give them what I they say. want. And, and I feel like we're really hitting, we're, we're, we're starting to hit like historic levels of seasons i mean like how many tv shows have have five seasons i don't know what's the, the longest running tv show must be one like the simpsons or something yeah d- definitely like one of those right yeah like, like so many times yeah i was thinking friends office you know they're the, like, like those 10 or 11 right? yeah 10 or 11 Nine, so we've got 11 seasons we've only got a little bit longer to go before we catch up before to we catch up to them and I, then you're gonna leave you're gonna leave the 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 set and uh, we're going to have yeah. to fill you in with some, yeah, some right. other person. <laughs> right. Do you remember back in the, the, when I was a kid, they used to like get rid of one actor and replace it with another. And it was the same like character. Yes. Which I always thought was weird. Yes. Now they replace it with a different person. Different character. Like, yeah, yeah. Which is better. But the. Like on The Office when Michael Scott went, they yeah. replaced him with. Whoever. Whoever. But, whoever. <laughs> Robert California was yeah. the guy's name. I can't remember. Yeah. James something. Spader. 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 I don't know. Anyway, but yeah, I we're used smart. To we watch like, movies. I used to not like it when they when they would get a new version of the same character. Yeah, you're like, yeah. I know that that's not him, right? Yeah. How how, yeah. how dumb do you think I am <laughs> that I can't tell people apart? Exactly huh? Right. Who's gonna be the next 007? Did is Daniel Craig not doing it anymore? David Daniel Craig, Craig is like Daniel? seventy-two David? years old. He could still do it though. That guy's like Dude, in, you see, that guy's in better shape now at seventy than I ever will be. In have my you ever? Life. If you got, if you want to have an interesting experience, go back and watch some of the late Roger Moore, uh, 007 movies. Yeah, that dude, bar- he was barely moving. That guy, he he did not have. He was never much of an athlete to begin with, but then yikes. It, they he held on a bit too long, so I think they're trying to avoid that this time. So they're they're sending him out to pasture early, yeah. is what you're saying. But okay. I think there's somebody told me it might be it's a woman now. Oh, okay. That 007 is a woman. I disagree. Anyway. <laughs> I think it is. Okay, cool. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, that's all you had to talk about. Uh-huh. Well, you know, I was going to talk about. I we, we just got to, you know sometimes our our conversations. If the if you, if this is your first time joining us on the on the podcast um this is the section where we just kind of talk about whatever we want to yeah or it's nothing the fast at all forward section yeah this is the <laughs> skip 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 it's where you that little uh circle with a 30 in it it just skips you ahead 30 seconds exactly you just right. you just hit that until we stop talking and then uh so tommy i do have a question for you okay um you've been up at the crystal lake campus for a while now i as have the campus pastor there yes what is what is the thing that has surprised you the most about uh not crystal lake because you live there i do live there but about the campus at crystal lake yeah i think one of the things that was really um i mean honestly like so i've been 
for those who don't know, I've also done student ministry for the past 12 years. Um, and one of the things that you said that, like you were asking me, yeah, yeah, don't you know, I I don't, you came here last year. You don't know how long I've been here. (sighs) My boss doesn't care about me. I'm just kidding. Um, so I, (laughs) I've been up there and, uh, so it, what surprised me the most, honestly, was that like there is um, there is little mechanical difference between being a youth pastor and being a campus pastor. Mm. The thing that is mostly different is the people and who you're ministering to. But the things that you do, the mechanics of it are, are quite the same. Right. And I think one of the other things that struck me is that... Chubby bunny. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's just a it's just, just bigger with bigger people. Just more you know? marshmallows. More you marshmallows. The, you get the jumbo size marshmallows. Yeah, you get to go up. You know, you get to really get see those big numbers yeah. of the chubby bunny. The, the pizzas, <laughs> no, that it's no longer Little Caesars pizza. Now it's like Lou Malnati. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pizza. You have to up. Yeah, all of the, all of the cut corners that you did yeah. in youth ministry. You just have to yeah. you have to elevate it a little bit, right? Okay, all you right. got you can't get uh, you can't get mountain lightning. Okay, that's it's the. It's got to be Mountain Dew, right? You can't get you can't get RC Cola. It's got to be real Coca Cola, right? You can't. Yeah. So you've been surprised at the similarities, then? Yeah, not only in the in the mechanics of 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 the positions, but also in the campus. Like I think you know, I thought maybe going to Crystal Lake campus would be such a different experience in terms of you know, church and how I would feel and how it would feel and how the people would be. And, uh, it's just very pleasant to find Mm. that, uh, that there are differences certainly between Elgin and Crystal Lake, but uh, they are not that many. There's, they're a delightful group of people. They're absolutely delightful. We love living there. We love serving there now. It's, it truly is a joy. So if I go to Crystal Lake, what's the thing I got to do? The, oh boy. Well, around the go, clock diner. Should I be going to the around the clock? Yeah, diner? if you're well, if you're there around the clock, you should go to the around the clock diner, especially late. Apparently, it's open. Um, when it's nice out, you should go to Three Oaks Beach. Three Oaks Beach. Yeah, got it. They have a, a very nice. They if you're have you ever wakeboarded? Yes. Do you like it? Um, no. <laughs> okay, well, maybe then don't do this. But they have a wakeboarding park. Yeah, there's a the it's got cable. The thing that, like, that, yeah, yeah. They also have boats you can rent. Like what kind of boats? Like paddle boats? Yeah, the, the canoes. Yeah, I don't think they allow motor boat. motor boats on the All right. on the fake lake. Okay, the flake. It's a fake lake. It's a. I think so is that the perfect pit. day? The perfect day in Crystal Lake is if you like this summer. If you want to go to Crystal Lake, yeah. you take your family up there. You go to well, what you Rio could do Oaks is you Beach, can ride on the and then, bike trail. Yeah, I know. I can get out there. You could and, get out there on the bike trail. You could ride over to Three Oaks Beach. Right in. Yeah, I, and then what am I doing after that? And uh, then you're going to stop by probably... Okay, so there's two schools of thought. You can either go to Mr... I think it's Mr. Freeze on 14, which is like an ice cream place, or Julianne's, which is like a really nice custard place. Oh, which is your... What, what would you so we go to we go to Julianne's because our son has got all of the allergies in all of the world. Okay. And so that place is very accommodating to dairy and all of the other things. And right. so that's where we go. Um, there's a... Let's see. Let's see. What else? That's it. No, there's it's more. There's more. You could climb like a rock. And a, oh, you there's, climb a ro- it. there's a rock wall. It's called a uh, north wall. You could go rock climbing inside. Oh, yeah. Because um, I've been up there and I, I don't recall a rock wall of any variety. Mm-hmm. No, it's pretty purely, flat. Purely indoor. Pretty flat out there. Yeah. Pretty, yeah they, it is quite flat. Uh, I'm trying to think. 
14 is just a spectacle in and of itself, isn't yeah. it? Just a long corridor of a lot well, of Well, like things. you said, you said just before we, we actually uh, came on and did the podcast here that uh, Crystal Lake is basically Naperville North. Well, that's – so the story behind that is, is there's a new said. restaurant that's opening in Crystal Lake right now. It's not opened yet. It's called uh, Guzmani Gomez. And it is – I thought that you would like this and maybe have heard of it, but I don't think you did, is because it's a Australian, it's exclusively Australian and New Zealand Mexican place. And they have just now entered the American market in three locations. Okay. Three locations in the United States of America. And the first three locations were Schaumburg, Naperville, and Crystal Lake. And I'm like, because all of them are the same. <laughs> the well, I've been to Naperville. It's Crystal Lake and Naperville aren't the same place, but they're that's they're fine. close. That's you see what I'm yeah, saying? Totally they're they're very. Yeah. That's why they picked it. You know, the it's, same, um, it's the very similar demographic. You suburbs know, it's of the a, same city, so yeah, suburbs of. The- All right, we're going to talk to uh, a really important guy today. We are. We're going to be talking to Nick. Yeah. Gaviria. And uh, he is the pastor of student ministry at our Elgin campus. And uh, you guys are going to have a conversation because everyone has a story and he has one. And you guys are going to get into it right now. Season five. Nick Gaviria. Is that how you pronounce your name? It is. Nick Gaviria. 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 Yep. So, Nick, uh, you are the student pastor, Elgin Campus, for how long? A little over two years. So, March 22nd of 2021 was my first day. Wow. You know the actual date. Yes. It was a great day. Was it? Of course. What were you doing prior to coming here? I was... Here being Harvest Bible Chapel. Um, I was a student at Moody Bible, oh. um, and so I had gotten the role, I mean, March of my second semester senior year, so. So was, you were looking for work, and. It was, it was a funny story how I, I kind of applied, but it was just like one day I was on the computer, and I was talking with my friends, and, and then at the moment, my, my girlfriend, and um, now my wife, and I was like, hey, there's there's an opening for harvest and and for another church and i was like what if i just applied hmm. and i and i applied and just kind of forgot about it and then like a month later both churches reached out and wow 2021 yeah so i had applied in like december of 2020 and then um january of 2021 that's right. when they reached out so yeah and i was uh, i was a student at moody and i was attending a church that you m- got here months before i did yeah. So why you did here. you act like you owned the place then? <laughs> I don't know. Oh my was, gosh, that's that's I did. Wow. You thought, you thought I was here longer? Yeah, I thought everybody was here longer. Then I ended up finding out from people like, no, I came like three days ago or a week ago, <laughs> whatever. I'm like, oh, okay. But, Just uh, like me. I mean, it was it was four months of of a lot of a lot of things, a lot of changes, and yeah, I guess you really do just kind of get thrown in. You just you do. I want to get to the you work here and how that's going. 
But before that, I want to ask you how many family members you have. Um, it's just four of us. So my parents, I have an older sister. Okay. She how lives. much older? She's six years older. So wow. So you, I mean, there were a period there where you might have been an only only kid there, right? When you're in high school stuff, was she out of the house or is she still living with uh, you guys? No, I actually she left the house a year before I did. So oh, she she got married in February of of twenty two, and and I got married in in March of of October of twenty two. Okay, and so yeah. And did you grow up? Are you sure? Are you a Chicagoan? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm a suburb. I'm a suburb. I'm Elgin. Really? My, my whole life in Elgin. Yep. And born so, in Elgin. Born in Elgin. Born, born in Glendale Heights. <laughs> Where's that? <laughs> it's like by Carroll Stream. Okay. And so around there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, since I was four, I lived in Schaumburg for a bit. Yeah. And then by the age of four, I was living in the house that my parents live in. Now? So, yep. And how old are you right now? I'm 23. 23 years old. Yep. I turned 24. So 19 years month. living in Elgin. Yep. Okay. But you I went to Streamwood High. And so You went to what? Streamwood High School. Shoot. Streamwood? Streamwood. Yep. I thought you said Shuma. <laughs> Streamwood High School. Yep. All right. What's the name of the Streamwood High School? Uh, what, what are their, their mascots? Sabres. It's uh, like, the, like the sword. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So... Give me a give me a cheer from the from the Sabers the Streamwood Sabers, I I couldn't tell you. No, come on, I couldn't tell you. Like, did our, you do sports? Were you involved yeah. in sports at all? I was involved in in on, in the soccer team. Okay, but we like it, it isn't a very it's not a very patriotic high school. No one's very proud to say that they went to Streamwood. <laughs> like, it's or any U forty six school at that case. No U forty six. That's the yeah. district. It's the second largest district outside of CPS. Okay, and so and you, but not it's not something people claim mm. it's like a you don't put that on your resume. No, <laughs> you gotta shy away from that. <laughs> like, All right, no. What year did you graduate? Seventeen, twenty seventeen. Man, you're a young man. I am. My son graduated in twenty eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, you're going to have to inform us in a minute about all the, all things youth culture, particularly the words, because Tommy and I sometimes have conversations, and I've learned recently that he has outgrown <laughs> much of this. Like, he doesn't he doesn't know all the stuff, okay? He doesn't have the riz <laughs> oh. anymore. Oh, that's tough. <laughs> so, oh, um, no. so, your family, Christian family? Yeah. Um, so, my parents, I grew up in a Christian home. Um, my, my mom worked at a couple of churches. She worked at um, Casa Luz, which is Spanish Willow. Okay. Um, and so I grew up going there. And then um, after that. Where's it? Was that at the. Did they. South Barrington. That was at their campus. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then I went to Wheaton Bible Church. Yeah. Um, Iglesia del Pueblo. So that's a ways away, isn't it? From so, where you lived. Well, yeah. It's like. So my parents live basically on 59, really close. Yep. yep. And so to get to West Chicago, it's like 20 minutes and go to South Barrington, it's 20 minutes. Okay. So kind of between the two. Yeah. And so. Um, my mom and worked at works at Tyndale. Oh wow! Publishing company, and my dad now works there too. And what is what does your mom do there? She's in charge of all like the Spanish, public like okay, everything has to do with publishing Spanish Bibles. And what does your dad do? My dad now works in in the warehouse there. Okay, and so just he's in control of like one specific warehouse. Okay, that they have there in Carroll Stream, and so he just you know fulfills orders and stuff like that, make sure they get sent out. But they still live in Elgin. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. 
They're still there. So, so pretty, pretty happy upbringing. Your, your, you and your sister get along. Yeah. Um, I mean, growing up was, I think just like a lot of. Uh, What's the most irritated you've ever been with your sister? Go. So my sister has a list of all the things that I owe her. It's uh, <laughs> really yeah. to this like it's an IOU list. I think I think like in the past year I might have said something in a sermon where she was like, mm, "Okay." And so I always say, like, what if Jesus held a list like that to you? <laughs> and so, right. Forgive us our debts. Yes. And so I think, I think she told me, she's like, I erased it. But Ooh. for like seven years, she literally had like on her iPhone a note. So it was because you would go and you borrow things that belonged to her. I mean, she was my older sister. So like, I mean, I'm a 14 year old kid and she's, you know, 20. So she had a job and I was like, hey, can you buy me this? Can you do this for me or whatever? She's keeping track of the money. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, hey. I don't think that's biblical. <laughs> Just trying to, you know, get her, get rid of that debt. But um, yeah, that was. I mean, that was always a little bit annoying when she was like, "I'm just gonna add it to the list." I'm like, right. "Oh my goodness." Yeah. Um, but my sister and I got a, we got along a lot while while I was in high school. Um, I think when we went off to college, it was a bit bit different because I was living away and yeah, you know, I'd call my parents and I wouldn't necessarily call her or vice versa. And so uh, okay, you know, we weren't as tight as as when we were both living at home. But sure. Well, that tends to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Especially also because she's your sister. Mm -hmm. That is boy, brothers and sisters don't always, I mean, I know the, yeah, but I have two sisters and mm -hmm. I, I always think if I had a brother, I, for some reason in my mind, I think, oh, I probably would talk to him more and, or we would be yeah. that kind of brothers that would have beat the living daylights out of each <laughs> other and not talk to each other now. Yeah. I was I always wondered too, what it'd be like to have a brother. Yeah. You know? So, uh, you're in high school. When did you get involved in soccer? Um, Were you one so, of these one of little, these little guys who was out playing in the soccer field? Little Nicky? Yeah. So I actually grew up playing What is your baseball. nickname, by the way? Just Nick? No. Uh-huh. No. Nicky. <laughs> no way. Never Nicky? <laughs> Never. Just, just Nick. Come on. Well, actually, my nickname a lot in, in high school was Colombia. Colombia. So they call me Colombia on the soccer field or just, All right. hey, Colombia. And so. Okay. But. Is that your heritage? Mm-hmm. All right. So both my parents are from Colombia. But um, yeah, I mean, what I do you think of Carlos Valderrama? I mean, I actually took a photo. Yeah, He's a mean is. guy in person. Yeah. I'm really glad. You're a young man to yeah. know who Carlos Valderrama of is. Of yeah. Course. For those of you listening, he's uh, probably the most famous. Yeah. Uh, most Colombian successful. Football player, soccer player. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. like, he's our version of Landon Donovan. To the Americans, <laughs> right. he's got big, big puffy hair though. Valderrama, yeah, that was that was his that was his thing. Met him at an airport as, as oh, a yeah. young kid, and he wasn't yeah. very nice. And James Rodriguez, who played for Colombia, but was a bit of a letdown yeah. in some of the other leagues. But you are you're a fan of what team? It's called Millonarios. What's it? Millonarios. Millonarios, which I is it's a team right. from the capital. Okay, it's the most. Do you have one team. of their shirts? I have like forty. How come I never see you wearing their shirts? Because you don't represent this team. Because they're all like either super bright royal blue. Okay, bring, is, on, bring it on. Or they also don't fit. Oh, <laughs> so, okay. so um, you got involved though soccer when you were a little guy. Yeah. And what what was your what was the best part of Nick's soccer playing? Like what what mm. if I if I asked your dad and he was gonna spout off about how proud of you he is? What mm. would he tell me? about Nick on the soccer field? It was probably um, when I was at Moody, actually. 
we went to nationals. And I was Lucy captain. soccer team? Mm-hmm. And so we actually played against Grace uh, Theological. Oh. With their undergrad. Okay. And um, we uh, we went to nationals, and I was the captain of the team. And we played against the reigning champs. Um, and there was a PK in our favor with 20 minutes left. Did you take it? Of course I took it. We were, we were tied 1-1. One, one and you stepped up as the captain? Stepped up, and I So you had to slide. You put it. it on the spot, and you buried it where? Uh, left of the keeper. Left of so the keeper. Did opposite. he go left? He did. Oh. But I put it up. Okay. So I put it up, and uh, and we won that game. And that was that was awesome. We had, like, commentators. What was, position did you play? So um, in high school, I actually played uh, goalkeeper. Up okay. until And I'm actually a goalkeeper coach now. Are you? Yeah, at Elgin You're not High. very big. Usually goalkeepers tall. are huge. And that's why I'm, I didn't play college goalkeeper. <laughs> because, I, I mean, I'm 5'9". And so it's not going to be a very good good yeah. ride for someone at 5'9 trying to play goalie. Yeah. I don't cover much of the goal. <laughs> right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and then junior, about senior year, I've always been good with my feet. And so they put me as, as center back. And I ended up playing holding mid most of yes. college. So holding midfielder for those who are yeah. listening is kind of the guy who sits in front of the defense and their job is to break the play up. Yep. Meaning when the other team comes down and is maybe on a run, their job is to take the other dude out. <laughs> it's a very it's a very aggressive position. Although very, very important position in soccer. And I have a good size for it because I'm short, stocky, and I can uh you just and you foul people. I do. You like to you like to go in two footed. I always I always say I enjoy I enjoy the pain when it comes of getting hurt. All right, because have you been hurt own. in soccer before? Yes. Like, what's the worst injury you've ever had? I, had a, I still do to this day. I have a slight uh, stress fracture in my lower lumbar. Um, lower lumbar—that's your back. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I don't know what number I forget, but yeah, I mean that I couldn't play. I couldn't walk, um, or do just like daily activities for like almost a week, and I had oh. to go to the ER and everything and. It was my sophomore year of college, but I've had it since I was like 13. And mm. I still have back pain to this day. So that was probably like the worst one I've ever had. I mean, I've... Nick, I'm a 50-year-old man. Can I tell you something right mm -hmm. now? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't get any better. <laughs> all all, all of those days spent uh, kicking soccer balls and trying to play basketball poorly, but jumping an awful lot. Pick up basketball, organize oh, all man. of that kind of stuff. My 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 knees are shot. My back come to is now. shot. But whatever, it'll be different for you. I'm sure. I hope so. That's not. <laughs> I reject that. Um, <laughs> right. So why did you go to Why did you go to Moody? Um, and so I I, I kind of knew at a point that there was two passions that I really had, which was soccer and and God. Um, and so like my senior years when I started taking my faith a lot more serious and, um, I was a pretty naughty boy in the uh, early high school years. And so I had, I know that like, there was just a lot of, of, of things that if I wouldn't have gone to like a Christian college or if I wouldn't have pursued the faith, I'm not sure if I'd still be walking mm. because I just knew how like tough it was for me to remain faithful to God yeah. in the midst of just at a young age. Right. Yeah. But um, I, I had a I had a great desire to like bring people to know God, mm -hmm. and I wanted people to know because I was always I've always been like a good personality and um, 
I get along a lot with a lot of people. And so I was like, I think I can, I can really use that in, in things. And I really felt, you know, I can't say at, at the age of 17, 18, at such a young faith that I felt like the Lord was calling me into ministry. So you didn't have like a moment? No. Where the heavens opened up and the Lord And nope. then you you said, okay. Um, I why did. Moody? So why Moody as opposed to, I don't know, Wheaton or... Yeah. So my youth pastor went to Judson Moody. or whatever. My youth pastor went to Moody. Um, I, I liked that it was... I never wanted to go out of state for college. Okay. Um, and just kind of like I went... I visited. Um, there was about like two other guys from the youth group that were going to go. And so... I was like, you know what? Like, I know that if I want to go to ministry, I want to go to a school that's strictly ministry and only ministry yeah. and dedicate the whole education around that. And so my intention actually was never to go play soccer. Otherwise, I had a, I had, I had a Trinity scholarship. I was working on a Wheaton scholarship to play soccer. And I was just like, I'm just going to pursue education. And so it worked out for me. But yeah, that was kind of my... Um, what, what helped me make that decision. Right. So do you you went to Moody. I'm assuming you lived there. Mm-hmm. Right. For four years. Okay. When COVID hit. What was the best thing that you experienced at oh, Moody? Man. I didn't do a lot. Did you meet your no. girlfriend then wife there? Nope. Okay. Nope. So you didn't have to go off campus do smooch and stuff because that's what they do. Nope. <laughs> they come down the street. And they go across the street from the, our harvest. Yep, it's called Moody Makeout. Uh, and there's a park there. I think it's called Washington. Is it Washington Park there? Something like that. Anyway, yeah, it's it's filled with dogs running freely and Moody students smooching. Mm-hmm. It's so, nicknamed Moody Makeout. Okay. But no, thank God I never had to do that. Um, so I was, I was, I mean, the best thing is that was obviously playing on the team, soccer yeah. team. I got to travel, go around a couple of places. Where's the best place you traveled? I mean, right outside Disney for nationals, we went to Florida, okay. Kissimmee, Florida. Oh yeah, and so that was that was nice. That would have been fun. What was who's in your league? Like, how far away would you have to go? Um, like six hours. Um, On a bus. Mm-hmm. Like yep. a like a bus, nice bus, or no. was it like, hey, get in the back of my van? So it was it was like uh like a really like those small bu- like small buses. Yeah, coach bus, but super small. Yeah. And then a van, a minivan. Okay. And so, so I'd always squeeze go in the, everybody squeezed into that. Well, I'd always go in the minivan and I'd get like the the individual seat <laughs> right yeah. behind the passenger. Yeah. yeah. And I'm fine, okay. you know. Um, but since I worked on campus, sometimes I have to drive the minivan because yeah. I had like permission to drive a moody vehicle. What was your job on campus? I did operations. What does that mean? So any event, um, I would like. You'd stack the chairs. I'd set up, tear down. Nice. Um, then I did anything that was office that needed, like, let's say your, your desk broke, I would fix it. Okay. Um, and then, so you have experience in that area in fixing I'm just desks. Make, I'm making a mental note right now. If you ever about need your, your desk experience break. in that area. Yeah. I know how to use a you know screwdriver. To, <laughs> you know how to pick things up. I like it. Founders week. We did a lot of that. Yeah. That was great. So you, you're at Moody for how long before you decide that you know what you want to do? So there was like a moment my sophomore year when I was like, I'm leaving. <laughs> and so I was like, that's it. You know, I wanted to, I wanted to go play soccer. Um, Moody soccer team was, was awful. And I was like, this is just wasting my time. And then I was like, I want to make money. And then I realized that I wasn't going to make money as a pastor. And I was like, what if 
I took my talents and I went to business. You went to South Beach. Nice. <laughs> and so, um, but during that summer, it was actually a really tough summer. Um, I was working at a gym and so I was just like super prideful and I thought I was all of it. Right. And then, um, the Lord had something for my family, which was opening up a church, um, summer of 2019. And so, so they planted one. Mm-hmm. And so we planted a church in Elgin, a Spanish church. And, um, and that was like, like a slap in the face to me. Mm-hmm. Like the moment that I really started considering leaving this huge thing came mm-hmm. and like it, it caused me to me to have a big role in like recruiting in. And then once we had the, you know, the services going was teaching and preaching and then trying to develop ministries. Yeah. What, you know? what led your, your family to make that decision at that time in their lives? Right. Yeah, I mean, it was a huge decision for my parents. My parents, my, my mom has been in ministry, but I mean, like to plant a church is, is extremely nuts. And they, I mean, it was just a lot of, a lot of prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got connected because this pastor, we had a mutual friend and he came from Colombia. And so um, we were like his only help. Yeah, okay. And we, after like a lot of prayer, remember we prayed a lot as a family and we're like, okay, yeah. I think this is. This is if if we just choose not to do it's because of fear. Yeah. And a little bit dis and you know, and like slow obedience is disobedience. And yeah. so <laughs> we're like, let's um I think I think this is the best thing for us. And so Okay. We we went with it and and yeah, that church is still going. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So at what point is the youth ministry the thing that you're thinking about doing? Or were you thinking, look, I want to be a pastor, but I, I need to get experience in, in ministry first. So I'm going to, I'm going to jump in at the youth ministry place yeah. because it's probably more realistic for me to get exactly. a position. Yeah. I think, and I have like a huge thing on, on like on people who view like youth ministry as like a stepping, st- like just as a, like for me to step and then go into yeah. my next role. Like I knew that there would be a sense of arrogance upon like from my side, if I chose like, you know what? Um, nine. I'm, yeah, I'm 21. Yeah, I'm just here for a year, a couple to. But then even like, I'm 21 years old. Let me just be go straight to adult ministry. Like no, yeah. Like that is extremely arrogant from my side, and just you know, experience and knowledge needs to grow. Yeah. And so I knew that student ministry would be a great place where the Lord could shape and mold me as a young pastor. You know, getting involved into full time ministry now. Right. Um, at a church, you know, at a at a big church and stuff like that. That way it would help me grow and gain experiences and knowledge. But then also I'm shepherding. I'm still learning how to shepherd a group yeah. and a group that necessarily may not be going through extreme crazy things like adults may, but at the same time, I'm still, you know, called to care and to love and to shepherd those, those group of So kids. are you, um, were you involved at Harvest? Mm-mm. So why Harvest is like you said that there was something weird that happened that led you to apply to Harvest. What was that? The first time I ever stepped foot in an English speaking church was two weeks before I got hired at Harvest. Good times. Yep. That's the first time I ever stepped foot in an English speaking (coughs) church. I my whole life I've been in Spanish speaking churches. And so and I don't. What's the difference? I mean, the language. language. (laughs) But uh, I mean, it's there's a lot. There's a lot. Okay, Give me a couple. Uh, first of all is the diversity okay in the sense of culturally uh we have within the latino community there's still so much 
culture differences because we have people from South America, people from Central America. Then we have even within that, we have different types of, um, you know, traditions, heritage and all that stuff, which is extremely awesome because then we all come in and we celebrate like we used to do this one thing at um, Casa Oración, which is the church that we help plant, which is where um, like either once every two months, we'd all bring the food from our countries. Yeah. And so then the people from Colombia are bringing empanadas, people from Venezuela are bringing arepas, mm-hmm. and then people from Mexico are bringing tamales, like whatever it is. And so it was like super awesome. And all of us are getting to talking and all why, of us are getting to share. Why have you never brought me an empanada? Um, my parents own a restaurant. You can go. What is going on? <laughs> You're more than welcome to Carbon Express and Bartlett. Oh, you need to hook that up. We should go. So... Yeah, so the, a lot of people wouldn't know that, though. Yeah. I mean, I think from people who, who are part of white cultures and stuff, they tend to think, oh, no, it's just all Hispanic. Yeah. It's all one big <laughs> clump of Hispanic when that's actually not the case. And that's that's a sense of innocence. Like, it's just being exposed to understanding and, yeah, um, like, understanding that there's multiple different yeah. Spanish-speaking countries and people and just the way life is done and cultures, like... yeah. Like the Mexican culture is very known one because we're very close to Mexico in itself, but then like it's very, very different than than you would see in Argentina. Yeah. Or you know, and so it's just a sense of like innocence. In the same way as if we were to go to Europe. Yeah. You know? No, it's very yeah. similar, right? So I'm French French people and people in Chicago don't don't necessarily have yeah. an enormous <laughs> amount in common, even yeah. though they have similar skin usually exactly. skin color. But yeah, that's, I mean, that, that was a huge difference within the churches. And then also it's just like, um, the way, the way they do ministry is a bit differently. Um, yeah. and, and also the receiving end, like the people in the con- the congregation is different. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, there's a lot of cultural, like traditional things that you need to be understood when you're preaching to a Spanish community in, right. in, in an English speaking community. Right. So what so, do you have to be aware of when you're preaching to an English community? Because so, that's what you do now. Yes. A bunch of kids. So uh, one of the main differences that I had just actually talked about with a friend was that um, in, in uh, for example, I'm going to use Colombia. That's where I'm from. In Colombia, you're walking down the street. The moment someone walks past the cathedral, they'll do like... Cross themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And here you won't, right? Mm-hmm. Before before you do anything, they'll pray to to Mary or whatever. It's a very cultural. Yeah. And it's a very like this is embedded into the tradition. Right. And then here it's it's not like that at no, all. Not at all. And so what you have is two different sides. We have people who are extremely emotional and tied into it. And then we have people who just, you know, they put the hand over the Bible while well, they get in, indicted into the court of law. And that's kind of it. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it's a very legalistic type of thing. Yeah. Whereas here it's a very emotional, very cultural. But at the same time, it's, it's not yours. It's yeah. because your mom and your mom's mom and like all this stuff was. Yeah, that's right. And so uh, it's just two different, two different groups of people. Right. And so uh, here, and when I'm preaching to in like an English speaking church, it's more like, hey, like this is something you know, but you got to act upon. It's like in like embedding into your life. Yeah. Whereas here, it's like your emotions or what you right. grew up knowing or all this stuff, like. Yeah, faith is your faith, but it's not just emotional. Like, right, there needs to be transformational. Yeah, um, and so that's why you see a lot within the Spanish churches that there's a lot of Spanish Pentecostal churches. Yes, because there's such a necessity, and there's always a need in our countries, whereas here there isn't necessarily a need for Jesus or a need for God yeah. in America. Yeah, 
as as evident, you know, obviously. No, I see. Yeah. So so yeah, I mean, that's like one of the main things that I noticed um, when I preach to like Spanish congregations and to English congregations and just kind of like the two groups of people. Yeah. So that's what I've noticed. So uh, youth culture. Mm. Help me out, buddy. Yikes. Give me some words. So Riz, Tom and I one. do. Like I said, we do a little bit of a uh, word training. But like I said, I'm not. I don't usually have. I don't think he's connected like he thinks. Man, so I, hit, hit me with some words. Okay, so I know for sure Riz is one. Yeah, it means um, charisma. I'm right down with it, buddy. <laughs> I connect with Riz. Kids. I up. do. I'm bussing. Uh, <laughs> I feel like bussing's already. It's already out. I know. It's, See, that's last, my problem. Yeah. I mean, so sheesh. I, yeah, I mean, I'm not anymore. on, I'm not on, on TikTok. So like, I don't, I almost like, I'm, I'm, I'm like on the same boat as you guys. I'm just waiting. He, he brought up cap. Oh, that's old. Way. Okay. But it's it, almost cringe. It, what does it mean? Cap. See there, it's almost cringe. Yeah. There's the word. Yeah. It's like, that means that, uh, it, it's yucky. It's yucky. It's like, just, why would you, like, you just look at them with that. Like, yeah. Why would you say that? <laughs> but I mean, ah, what else? What else? See, when I was a kid, they said radical. Rad. Yeah, that's so rad. When when I was a kid, it was YOLO. YOLO came out. YOLO. Or a turn up. Or yeah. Sw- that's swag. <laughs> He's got swag. Yeah. That was that was my stuff. Yeah, my son, uh, they used to say, they you go ham. Mm-hmm. Everybody goes ham. <laughs> Which, <laughs> as a father now, an old man, for some reason, when you become an old man, um, all of a sudden, puns are like, I used to think to myself, puns are the stupidest things ever. And then as I gotten to be older, I think you I just get puns. tired with all the other humor and you're like, okay. Puns are so hilarious. So I, I, uh, I often use the go ham whenever there's ham around. <laughs> I tell my kids, I'm going to go ham. You know, we were, I wanted to do a, a dad joke competition. Yes. At, uh, excellent. At our, at our winter, at our Christmas party, but they shut me down. And uh, they didn't, they did? I, w- I didn't someone, shut you down. That's what I wanted to me do. Down. But and I had a I had like I spent like two hours on all my jokes just for babies? me not to use them. We're gonna use them next year. Don't worry. They were hilarious. I might just use it. Yeah, for myself. Dad joke. Dad joke uh, competitions are are quite excellent. You know who I was thinking of having to do it? Like Jeff Sharda and Kyle Meeker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, two like old white men. I love it. <laughs> like excellent. Like very like just have them. Share. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. <laughs> oh my goodness, that'd be hilarious. So, uh, no other words. None are coming to your mind. No, I mean, all right. So here's what you need to do for us is that you need to write them down uh, when they're happening. So when you're talking to the kids and stuff, and they're throwing out some of those words, you're like, ah, that's the one I should have shared. Write that down. Send it in with a definition. Well, you know what lit is. People say like it's lit. Yeah, that. Yeah, that that I feel like that one's been around for a long time. Lit means it's great. It's amazing. I mean, I still use lit. Yeah. Well, you're old though. I'm 23. Well, I, I I used to tell the kids when I was when I first got here, I'm like the seniors. I'm like I'm only like four years older than you. So right. Like don't That's call right. me old. Yeah. So so how's marriage going? Before we finish this, how's it going? You got married uh, when? October 9, 2022. All right. It's, so uh, not a year yet, mm-mm. but you're enjoying it. Yes. Good. It's uh. What's your wife's name? Fabi. Fabi. She's from Chile. All right. So Chilena. And um, do you speak English or Spanish at home? We speak Spanglish. Nice. And so it really depends on our mood. And if she's upset with me, it's just straight Spanish. Yeah. Um, 
And then, I mean, it really is Spanglish. We speak both languages at home, which is really funny when people come and listen to us. Yeah. Um, but that's just, yeah, that's just kind of how well, we Well, if you are. understand both the words, it, yeah, yeah, it's, it's all good. But I mean, it's six months been good for sure. It's uh, obviously a very new experience for me to living with someone. Um, but, uh, I mean, I had a roommate, so, but it's, it's a different. sanctifying work, brother. Yes. Marriage indeed. in all the good ways. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm for sure. I've grown a lot, grown a lot in patience. Yeah. And love. <laughs> all right. So, yeah. well, you perfect it after a year or two. And then after that, it's smooth mm. sailing, buddy. Ah. <laughs> mm. Nick, I've really enjoyed talking to you. Thanks so much for being here and being a part of uh, what we're doing here at Harvest. Uh, Word on the street is that you are interested in further education, though. I am at DTS. And you're doing it right now, Dallas Seminary, right my now. my THM, yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And then... By, di by extension right now. Yes. So, actually, Harvest is hosting a class this Saturday. All right. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. So, uh, as a... As a uh, as a graduate of Dallas Seminary, welcome to the Dallas Seminary uh, propaganda. <laughs> and uh, it's great. I actually really It is fun. It. DTS is a great place. Yep. Still got um, a couple years. But that's great. I'm looking forward to seeing what the Lord does uh, in your in your life and ministry in the days ahead. It's always really fun to have you around. My daughter goes to your youth group, so I'm always yes. keeping, you know, I keep my eye on you. <laughs> Make sure that, uh, you know. My sister's your uh, it's going well. small group leader. All uh, right. No pressure. <laughs> Great time. Just kidding. I really appreciate it though, Nick. Uh, yes. Great to talk to you. Thanks for having me. For the rest of you, we'll talk to you next time. Bye.